You are listening to an unpopular podcast. Another sitting of the Thing Committee, Australia's definitive authority on things. Introducing your hosts, Josh Withers and Steve Mulk. It doesn't get any better than this. It does not. This is, we are at the... Murray, we're at the, the LA Podcast Festival. I'm with Murray Valeriano. Thank you, One sir. of the funniest finds that I've had this weekend. I oh, wow. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it. It's been a joy for me being a part of the, the festival because not only did I come here to see people that I knew mm-hmm. and to sort of check that out live and stuff, but to expose myself in an appropriate manner okay. to, <laughs> to all number of other you know, podcasts and people sure, and all that sure. sort of stuff. And uh, to see you do your stuff, man, is excellent, excellent things. I've come away with a whole list of extra podcasts now oh, awesome. that I don't have the hours in my life to listen <laughs> to. Man, there are a lot out there, aren't there? It's really it's, well, good. Yeah, well, good. But tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at what point do you then say, you know what, look, I love you, Mark, right. but see ya. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so that's like such the weird complaint of there's too much good stuff yeah because you know now and i'm only speaking from the comedy genre of podcasting because that's all i know about but now you got comics that not to coin or to use a phrase by a terrible tv show but unleashed they are (laughs) by the way uh comedians unleashed uh is a tv show here and it's for a title that says Unleashed, it's the most leashed a comedian can be. Uh, it's the worst setup. Anyway, it's a good, uh, if they bring it back, I'll do it, of course. But <laughs> You're not a complete sellout, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but it really is, man. It's just so I, – I, I know everybody's throwing away freedom around, but, you, you know, here you are. You're getting comics yep. who don't have to – I do a lot of writing for television also, and I'm constantly getting – you can't say that. You can't. Sorry, you can't say that on this yeah. network. You can't say that. Or don't say that. Some moron executive who was a lawyer oh, yeah. just decided to get into television because it was be fun, and yep. then became an assistant to her friend. And five years later, she's the head of comedy development at yes. the network. It's literally happened more times than it should. And doesn't have a funny bone no, in her body. And can't. And but it's going to tell. And I've I've been in the room when they've told comedians who have established and been writing and performing comedy for a decade, if mm. not more than a decade. No, that's not funny. You yeah. know, just don't, no, that's not funny. Oh, I'm sorry, did you, I, what part of your law degree was, <laughs> it was in It's that, ridiculous. That death by committee approach to comedy, particularly in relation to television, is, it's, I mean, we talk about television being an unreal environment. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of, whether it's a feedback session or it's, you know, the notes from the, the taping or whatever mm-hmm. it is, that's more unreal than the television world, right? Because exactly that. You've got people that have no place. Oh, yeah. Giving you notes on stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving you notes and saying, and this is how it will be. Right. My, one, of my, one of my favorite, and I say favorite in favorite of shitty notes, <laughs> is uh, I got it last year, and uh, we were about to tape, and I was show running this, this pilot, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a very low budget, so I was ended up doing all the rewrites and everything, yeah, yeah. which is fine. I love punching up is my favorite thing to do and i we're about to tape and i sit down with the executive and she goes and she, you know especially when you're writing a joke out yep grammar throw grammar and it doesn't they don't apply in a joke sometimes yes. you know so she sits down and she and she's got a red pen and she's like circling and she goes oh. 
She goes, ah, uh, I was an English, I was an English major, so. <laughs> and I said, really? You know how many English, you know how many English majors kill jokes? Like, you don't. You can't say, you can't not. Yeah, you can't start a sentence with and. You know, yeah. shit like that. I'm like, it, does, it just doesn't fly. It the doesn't definitive work. preposition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember having a discussion with a, an executive over uh, the word aunt versus aunt. Oh really? Yeah, and I was saying the joke was, yeah, well, not you know, whatever it was, it was like, yeah, well, not for Aunt Betty, and she's like, it's actually pronounced Aunt. <laughs> I'm like, really, you want the punchline to be Aunt Betty? That's well, it in just the colonies, kills it the is. joke. <laughs> in the colonies, it is. Oh yeah, for you guys, for the American Aunt Betty is just going to fucking kill that joke. Yeah, yeah. and that's I'm look, cussing a lot. Is that all right? Yeah, trust me. Freedom. Safe. This is a safe place. <laughs> okay, good. Um, it, it, it's it, it's always struck me as a. An interesting development cycle, the way that TV is, is churned out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in America, particularly in Australia, it's a little bit um, a little bit more closed and a little bit less risk mm-hmm. because TV executives in Australia go, I am not pissing that much money up against the wall for something that isn't going to give me the greatest ratings. Yeah. But then a friend of theirs will come to them with an idea, hey, let's remake this. Yeah, great idea. And it's shit. That's not too different from here. <laughs> Don't look. I like to live in this this fantasy land where there is some aspiration to okay. greatness. Okay. Where sometimes you know people who work hard and have good ideas will get a leg up. They do. Sometimes. <laughs> they do sometimes. Man, it, it's uh, it's been such a, an incredible journey as far as um, LA Podfest and how it's uh-huh. grown and what it's doing and those sorts of things. What for you uh, being involved in it this weekend? Um, is there any key takeaway or is there any key discovery for you that you're finding is like, oh, wow, I didn't know about the, or I'm really going to check the thing, or I didn't I didn't think about doing that for me and my thing? Well, that's a good question. I haven't been asked that question. And I've done a lot of interviews this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Look, trust me, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, key, well, what is my key discovery or, uh, you know, nothing off, off the top of my head. Um, you know, you'll get a call from me on Tuesday going, oh, my God. Um <laughs> You know, nothing real, but I don't take, and don't take that as like, uh, oh, I didn't take Mm, anything away from this at all, because this is really one of the funnest weekends I've had in a long time. And um, this is such a great event, especially this year, and watching it grow, because I'm good friends with the organizers, Graham Elwood and Chris Mancini and Andy Wood and Dave Anthony, so I heard about this a long time ago and thought it was an okay idea, and wasn't able to be involved in it last year, although I... Because I was on the road, but then my plans changed, and so I was able yep. to co-host the Dork Forest with Jackie Cation. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, just so I guess you know what I'll take away from this: mm-hmm. podcasting is growing. Yep, it really is, and that's exciting. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, well, part of the reason for me being here not only is is meeting people, doing this stuff, enjoying mm-hmm. it. Um, I. Uh, and, and the co-host, my normal co-host for the mm-hmm. Think Committee, uh, we are, are working with some people. We want to put on a podcast festival in Australia. I heard. Uh, and we're very excited about Podcasts that. Podcasts are huge in Australia, aren't it's they? It's huge, man. Well, we, it, Will, for example, who's been here this weekend, he's probably got my one of the... My nemesis from yesterday. Happens, right? I went up against him. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one. Of, he's got one of the biggest podcasts in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's a bunch of um, other 
really, really good comedians mm-hmm. that are finding just as an opportunity to extend or express themselves or work some material up or whatever, however their reason, reason for doing it, some great content that's growing in that way. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of extra other stuff that doesn't just have to be comedy, but we've got some great movie and political and nerd and all sorts of different things. Uh, yeah, that's what I like about this festival. I mean, you know, it, they, they all tend to be com- com- comedy-based, but Graham was talking about... You know, it expanded yeah. more. I mean, like, probably science is technically a comedy podcast, mm-hmm. but, you know, Andy Wood has an engineering degree, yep. and Brooks Whelan was like a biochemist or something when he was hosting it. <laughs> so, you know, they're reaching out. There's so much more out there than just comedy podcasts, and I think yeah. they want to expand that out next year. But it's a great hook, right? It allows people to come in and engage and, and enjoy it. But oh, I think, yeah. yeah, that opportunity that you know we can have, for example, what do we got? Four rooms running concurrently, four or five yeah, yeah, rooms yeah, yeah. running this weekend. Yeah. That if, you know, maybe they we do outgrow this, this hotel, that it, they need to have six or seven. Yeah, well, they've grown last year. I mean, this, this room we're in was... Mm-hmm. The check-in room, yep, and really? it doubled with another. So these two rooms where yeah. we're doing all these podcasts and a panel is going on next door it was just a check-in room. So it's wow. grown. It's I, I would say quite doubled, but it's come pretty damn close to doubling. Yeah, yeah. So I just it's probably huge or even bigger next year. It, it's it, it's such a cool opportunity to talk to people, right? You yeah, just, I've met so many great people like yourself and really engaging. It. And oh, well, stop it! Come on. I said it to the other podcast. <laughs> just not to, don't worry about it. It felt genuine. <laughs> I, I applaud you I, on that. And it's really cool to see. Like new, like new guys just starting up their podcast, like right over there, you yep. know. Just and get and this one gives it an opportunity to like look. I'm looking at Aisha Tyler right now talking to to Paul over there, yeah. You know, and and Paul's got a small pod, podcast. He probably would not have been able to get Aisha, yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for this this opportunity, yeah. And, and that's it, right? That opportunity to say, hey, let's grab someone. Let's get let's get Murray. Let's get Aisha. Let's get um, Kira. Yeah, who yeah. we had just on before. Yeah, sit down with them, like. Kira and I are tight, man. I, I love Kira. She's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Well, there's. Uh, I, I would never have mm-hmm. had the chance to talk to any of you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm from another country, <laughs> and unless you hop on the bird yourselves, right, and right. we somehow manage to arrange schedules, and you guys go, who is this jerk that keeps asking us for an interview? And why does he pronounce it schedule? Can- That's right. My God. <laughs> These people over in Australia, they don't, they can't say the words. <laughs> we um. Uh, on the Think Committee, yeah. we like to see ourselves as the definitive uh, solution, the people that answer the question. When someone says, is that a thing? Mm-hmm. We make that decision for them. Oh, Murray, awesome. We make sure that uh, if people ever were to postulate, oh, is such and such a thing? Uh-huh. We will tell them. We will okay. work it out. We will debate it. We will let them know. I love it. So I want to offer to you this question. Uh in the spirit of the Think Committee, that we can work this out. Mm-hmm. Between you and me, well, look, we've got... All right, listen, we got stuff to we do. Got the we got stuff to work out. Photocopy or rage? I'm sorry? Photocopier rage. Photocopy outrage? No, photocopier, the things that you make oh, photocopier. Rage. Rage. So people get used to the copier they've got at work. Sure. It's whatever it is, I put the thing on, done thing, blah. Right. At some point, every three, five years... It gets replaced with a new thing. Sure. And it's never just the same thing. Right. It's a bigger version of the thing. It's the other with now you can scan documents Made easier, to your email. so they say. Of course. Uh, but you've got to have a, a mailbox to have things delivered right, right, to. Right. And all, all that bullshit. I've seen people lose their shit. Oh, yeah. Over copiers. Like they should, there's a phrase in uh, America called uh, going postal. 
Yes. I don't know if you're familiar with it down in Australia. Look, we're, we're Australia, right? We are the 51st state. Okay. If All you right. guys have stuff here, we'll hear about it. Okay. And we'll go, we want to be like that. They should change that phrase to going kinkos. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when I got, like, a, when you got to print out scripts, especially when, you know, like a 80-page yeah. script that's going, uh, and I don't... For some reason, and maybe it's because I'm a little older and I did not grow up with computers with, like, say, my writer's assistant, <laughs> who can, you know, I don't even own a TV. I watch it. So I'm still very limited <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and so when they computerized printers and all that, uh, yeah, it's, I, uh, I've gone Kinko's a few times. Is it, is it, um, in, in a context where you go to like a, a store like Kinko's or whatever to get it done, uh-huh. I can understand that, right? It's an unfamiliar copier. I just want my 50 copies. Right, right. Give it to me now. Right, right. Just do it. But when it's the people that you know might use that copier infrequently, mm-hmm. but it's in their office all the time, sure, just keep it together, <laughs> right? There may be other things going horribly in your life. Oh. It's not the copier's fault, dude. Yeah, I mean, sure, there was that moment where you came home and the copier was in bed with your wife, <laughs> but it's not. It's not the copier's fault. Goddamn copier owes me a hundred bucks. <laughs> Bastard. Yeah, yeah, man. I lend a hundred bucks for lunch. It's not giving that back. Dude, I'm not don't saying let, that again. What have I told you? Don't lend the copier money, dude. You'll oh. never see it again. How many times do I have to tell you that? He was, but he was nice about it. He no, that's and, what he does, man. He's all nice and everything, and then he goes and blows it, and then <laughs> I don't know. Get a couple drinks in him at the Christmas party at work last year. It was a nightmare. D- he fucking went kinkos all over everybody. <laughs> I, I did walk in on the copier uh, in the bathroom, in the washroom. And he just kind of dusted some stuff off the bench. I didn't know what was going on, but it looked a bit, eh, a bit suspect, right? I wasn't sure it was, it was all hundred percent. And he kind of then sort of stuck. What do you want? He's left. Think the photocopiers are like a little nose candy? Is that what you're saying? Look, I'm not going to say, but I think, I think there's toner involved. Right. Oh shit. Yeah, Listen. it's gotten it's gotten that far. Do we need to have an intervention for the copier? Well, I'm sorry. An intervention. Do we all need oh, to yeah. well, get the copier yeah. in a room and? Look, I don't like to gossip about guys I work with, but. Um, I just hear things aren't going really well for him at home right now. That's sad. I know, I know. It's why How can we help the copier? I don't know. If he wasn't such a dick, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he kind of had a comment, if you ask me. Yeah. Well, he's, I know. He's just been abrasive to me as well. <laughs> I don't know. So photocopier rights, I think we can we can clearly say that's a thing. Oh, that's you such know? a thing. People yeah. will open that shit up. They will smack. And that's the other percussive maintenance approach. Percussive, you know? yeah, yeah. I put my on, press the button, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. As someone who's worked in technology, people, mm-hmm. I can tell you, doing this isn't going to make it go. And uh, I'm sorry for moving uh, the oh, couch like not that. Not my couch. Uh, I <laughs> beg to differ. Uh, that's how I get my right headlight to work. Because <laughs> I always forget that it's out. And then somebody's usually like, as I'm like, hey, you're out. No, no. And it comes back on. But th- well, there are, there are different levels of mechanical. Th- I'm we not call an it engineer. the Fonz approach. The Fonz approach to uh, maintenance. I did that to my headlight, and uh, Happy Days came out. Dunk <laughs> 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 Sunday, Monday. <laughs> What's going on? And then this small old Asian man came out and tried to sell me a shake. Pat Morita? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Al, Al. Yeah. Right? Al's the Arnold. original. Arnold. Arnold. That's right, because Al. Was the first guy with the the Lebanese American with the big nose? No, Pat Morita was no, Pat the first Marita Arnold. Was first, sorry, yes, and his name was Arnold. That's right. And then uh, became Al. Then Al Molinero. Yes, uh, was was he Al Del Vecchio? Al Del, yes, he was. Wow, Al Del Vecchio, awesome. He came in and took over Arnold's. That funny, was a nose, man. Funny thing about uh, and it was a nose. Uh, 
about Al Molinero is he became, and this ties us back to the podcast festival, and I'm making it about myself. Um, <laughs> he played a cop on The Odd Couple on TV named yes. Murray. Yeah. Which is, if you were not paying attention, is my name. Yes, it is. And uh, <laughs> every decade since the 60s, there's been a Murray in television. Yes. There, uh, Mary Tyler Moore Show. Yep. Murray. Uh, Odd Couple. Yep. Murray. 80s uh, on Riptide or Simon and Simon. I think Simon and Simon was Murray Bazinski. Yeah. Mad about you, the yes. dog. Yes. Murray. The ox. Please tell me that was you. That <laughs> was me. That was me. <laughs> I got my sad card. Playing that. Uh, that might that the whole episode where they shot that in the hallway with the new baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah you just had a walk on, but it was great. <laughs> and then in the aughts, um, Flight of the Concords. Yes. Agent Murray. And how good is Reese Darby as He's that Murray? Awesome. And he was guest on Probably Science this weekend. He was. So I got to tell him. How good he Murray. That you guys you're have you're a carrying the Murray torch for me because everybody. And everyone's. Oh, watch me name drop right now. Is everybody ready? Uh, I play <laughs> poker with uh, Hank Azaria. Oh, let me pick that up for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard him on Thursday. By heard him, I was at the Simpsons table read. Oh, you were? I was. It was outrageous. Why cool. are we here? <laughs> How did you get into the Simpsons table read? Um, I managed to ingratiate myself okay. with uh, a guy called Mike Price. Okay. He does a bunch of writing for the Simpsons. Awesome. And he I knew I was in him. town. And he said, hey, come along. And I went, oh. um, yes. Good for you. It was that amazing. Awesome. What uh, a what a we'll have a podcast a, about that later. Yeah, yeah. What a fun experience that must have been. It was incredible. You were playing poker with Hank Azari. Oh yeah, I played Hank hosts a sh- uh, poker game. So he has the rich guys game and then the poor guys. <laughs> I played the poor one. That's right. It's the Simpsons cast game. Yeah, exactly. And the writers game. And uh, I got to tell him I'm like all through the nineties. It's like well, we got to talking about and I and I told him my my Murray yeah. thing. I'm like Mary Tyler Moore, and then blah blah blah, and then in the nineties I'm mad about. Oh, that was you. <laughs> I got it done. That's like, you're right. the reason I was called Murraylicious from 94 to 97. Because he would always, Murraylicious to the dog. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's man. That so, you, I mean, you working in the biz mm-hmm. here and writing and all of that sort of stuff. I mean, has there been a moment where you've caught yourself just going, that was the guy. That was the person who, like, have you had that starstruck moment? Like a starstruck? The, yeah, my yeah. favorite starstruck. And I... Don't necessarily get starstruck that often, but um, basically because I don't work with a lot of stars. But <laughs> a lot of who's that? You know that guy, a lot of that guy actors. Oh, yeah. that, he was in Sojo. Oh, oh that, that guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> and this I wasn't even working with him, and it's not even an actor. But it's starstruck. <laughs> we're at a, a restaurant, an Italian restaurant over here. My wife and I, and we're sitting there in the. Uh, wine guy, I guess he's a sommelier or whatever the yeah, yeah. head wine guy, comes over and is reading off the wines, and from here to that wall right there, which I'd say is about five feet, yep. is the door in the maitre d', and Mick Jagger walks in. I oh, don't that if, guy. I don't know if you've ever heard of, no. in Australia, do they have Mick Jagger? No, it, look, they never tour down there. <laughs> and I am a huge music yeah. fan. I'm a, just, that's my first love is music, and... I, so the guy's reading off the wine list, and I did. And Mick Jagger walks in. And my wife Mary can't see him. And uh, have you ever yell whispered? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because he walked in, and I literally went, yeah, yeah. "Mary, Mary, <laughs> right behind you, Mick Jagger." I mean, I lost it. I just—he would never get that. No, yeah. Because <laughs> there, to me, like that, like when you get that, that's like. 
to me, that's unattainable. Mm-hmm. Like, I've met Tom Hanks and, you know, worked with, like, Chris Rock and those, and Dennis Miller. And all, but to me, there's something about rock stardom yep. that is so just beyond, even though I have no, well, I think all comics want to be a rock star. But um, just so, like, I don't even, that's so unattainable mm. to, to reach something like Mick Jagger's status yeah. in, in the world. To me, that's... Well, there, there are only a few. I mean, it, it, I guess it swings both ways, right? Sure. There's, there's only a few musicians mm-hmm. who reach that kind of stratospheric yes. height. That globally, you can say Mick Jagger and people know it's the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And could probably spout off a number of song titles, if not lyrics. Sure. To the same end, there's only a handful of comics that have hit that level where people around the world go, hey, they, it's Jerry Seinfeld. Right, right. Yeah, they yeah, go, yeah, yeah. You know, this kind of thing. Yeah. And look, TV, TV doesn't hurt that. No, no. Um, but... Oh, I was going to say even Bill Cosby, but then he had sort of one of the highest rating sitcoms in the 90s. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, 80s, apologies. 80s yeah, yeah, the 90s. yeah, 80s. Oh, 80s. Um, I, don't think it, I don't think it bled over. No, probably. I think it wrapped. Yeah, yeah. By then. Freaking, what was his name? Uh, Bill Cosby. You just yeah, said no, 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 the boy, the son. Oh. Played Theo. Um, um, he just got too big for his boots. That's did he really? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just making shit up. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. He's in a, a local band... Uh, jazz band called Miles Long. He has a great name. It's one of those great African American names. What was I want to say it's like Thelonious I, or something. Why am I blanking on Theo's name? We're in a fucking hotel full of nerds. So pe- why somebody's got to know? People who, who are listening are now shouting it at us. Right. I can name you Raven Simone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill Cosby. Oh, that's so Raven. <laughs> that's what was so that about? Raven. That My goodness. A, I don't know. It's a good show. I haven't watched it. So in, to that, like as an Australian, I can report back. So if you want to take this back to your bosses, the people you work with, we, um, A, we love it any time America takes notice. So the whole John Oliver report on our politics and, mm-hmm. and gun thing, we love that. Mm-hmm. That that clip, when it was allowed to be seen in our region, because they, they initially was geo-blocked because of copyright bullshit. Anyway, it, it, when it became legal... Did, uh-huh. you, did you need to be somewhere? No, I just got a text from my wife. I'm sorry. I have to pick up a prescription for my son. That's all good. Doesn't happen to happen right now. I just sorry. I just distracted me. Sorry. That's fine. We'll edit this out. Okay. I won't, I won't edit that okay. out. Okay. Um, we love it when America pays attention to us. Okay. Love it. Mm-hmm. So we love that whole John Oliver thing. We also have had American television bleeding into our homes ever since television began. Okay. So we, you can talk about shows. You can talk about um, catchphrases, uh-huh. all that sort of stuff. That's hit us. We oh, are there. Oh, okay. We're copping all of that stuff. Is a, that a, a great, uh, uh, well, I won't say great because I'm personally against it, but uh, part of me, a, a current sort of medal on our chest is the Breaking Bad finale. Sure. they passed. Huge. Loved it. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, I had no problem with it. 500,000 downloads in the first 24 hours. Oh, wow. Australia was 100,000 of those. Really? Yeah. Is that because your television sucks? Uh, it's because we have a different television landscape to America, where we we're like there's no basic cable, super paid. You cable, follow none the BBC that. format, don't you? Similar-ish. Okay. We've got three commercial networks. Okay. So they have lots of ads. We've got two government-owned and run networks. Okay. Those five things are free to air, so anyone can put an antenna on their roof and get that. Okay. Then we have one cable network. Uh, it's owned by Rupert Murdoch. Foxtel. Oh, yeah. And a vast variety of channels. But it's not like I want to sign up to that and I just want to get that channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I sign up and you can buy packages, groups of channels. And, of course, it's set up that if you want to get the channel that hosts Breaking Bad, for example, you've got to buy this package and then that package and you're going to walk away paying about 100 bucks a month. Right. In an Australian context, people go, that's too much money. I can't be asked. 
I'm just going to download it because I can get it for free sure. and in HD. Because that's yeah, yeah. the other thing quite often is we don't, we haven't got to the HD kind of thing. Oh, really? There's a lot of technical argument about why we do and don't and should have. Uh-huh. It's boring. Well, the good thing, rest assured, cable and all that is one foot in the grave, man. <laughs> well, that, Netflix is starting to prove that, right? The way that they're delivering their content. And how that's working. There was, oh, yeah. There was some talk for us because we had this massive government uh, that is kind of still going ahead. It's called the National Broadband Network. Okay. Where they're changing the way that oh, they the deliver NDN? the internet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, quite. You're up with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way they deliver the internet to us. Mm-hmm. They were going to deliver fiber optic cable to every home. Oh, nice. Was every, I caveat, sure. 95, 6% oh, of the okay. population. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's with the new government coming in that's now changed where they're going to do some of that. They're going to do a lot more wireless mm-hmm. and they're going to run what they call fiber to the node. So the distribution box up the street will get fiber, uh-huh. but then will still be copper to you. Okay. Now the big change is obviously it's going to save some money, Sure. but it means that my house where I'm not going to get fiber to my house, I'm not going to get as fast internet. Right. I'm going to have some physical limitations. Around okay. That. So where they were saying, look, if we go down a fiber thing, Everyone, well, there won't be terrestrial antenna TV. Mm-hmm. It will all be digital, all IP delivered television. Really? And health benefit, and oh, like uh, there's a list of things that an NBN delivered originally was going to help out with. It was going to be huge. So, this move to IP stuff, we struggle because you know, in, in America, oh, I'll go and download Breaking Bad from whatever. Yeah, yeah. Done, right? Right, uh, right. It, when I landed here and I downloaded the last episode because I missed it, I was on the plane. Oh, okay. To download from iTunes, it took me. Look, I'm going to say about not even sort of 10 minutes. Sure, yeah, yeah. Whole yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. In Australia, I'll go get lunch. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, can, bummer. It can be, because at home particularly, there's not the infrastructure. It's horrid, horrid, horrid. Sure, sure. So it's slowing. Plus, we then have the commercial networks with great lobby interest in the government that affect how and what they can do and licensing and all of those sorts of things. Right. We are such a sport-obsessed nation in Australia that they have this thing called the anti-siphoning list. Anti-siphoning list. They don't... To stop the siphoning, particularly of sport. I'm going to assume that's the same thing as pirating or illegal uh, downloading or... No more. It's just to stop uh, cable television, Foxtel, no, signing agreements with the sporting bodies to say, oh, you know that big grand final for AFL, a big mm-hmm. national sport in Australia, instead of it being on free-to-air television, where the vast majority of people can get it, the only place you can see it is on cable. Oh. So the anti-siphoning list exists so that it's always on free-to-air. So siphoning ter- is... Siphoning content off free-to-air what, to cable. What is siphoning, exactly? Uh, sucking, drawing. I know what siphoning oh, Sorry. <laughs> Murray, I feel like I'm talking Mandarin. <coughs> Excuse me. And I know, and I was distracted by, I just got a text from my wife too, so I was in and out on that. But si- I know what siphoning means, yes. but how is that, what does that mean in this? What do you mean by siphoning? I know what siphoning means. What does it mean in this situation? It, well, that, that we have this to stop this from happening, so that this content must stay free to air instead of going over here. Because the resistance is, cable is where Breaking Bad is. I know. So what does siphoning term mean in this situation? Siphoning either, siphoning means stopping people from... Seeing it? it? It will do, yes. By having it, it to a reduced market, to doing those sorts of things. So if people want to see stuff, because we want a lot of content, people are just going around that shit. Download it from America, bring it down, make it happen. That's awesome for us. But they're then, by downloading illegal. Have I gone off the wrong tangent again? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what siphoning content means. <laughs> so did I just, am I just having just a complete brain wall? What does siphoning content mean? I know what siphon means. Mm-hmm. What does it mean in this in this conversation? <laughs> well, if I'm keeping up, and I may not now be keeping up, okay. 
it's the it's to stop the the drawing of content from one place to the other. So that siphoning we're drawing, you know. So this anti-siphoning list is a legislated list by the government okay. to say that these things have to be on free-to-air television. Oh, okay. All right. Have to be. Okay. Because cable have deals with all of the sporting sure. bodies, as do free-to-air networks. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes they go together to get that because they want to pay them a lot of money for right, it. Right, right. Um, and it means that games are on different places, different times. Yeah, yeah. Because because we don't have like the the big two or three cable companies for choice, we only have one. Mm-hmm. So there's some concern about monopoly sure, and all that of course, sort of yeah. bullshit. Um, I say pay for it. You want to get the content? Yeah, yeah. Pony up the dough, people. Start no. <laughs> start your own cable network. I just couldn't. I just couldn't figure out what's what siphoning meant. But I got it now. Now I know what you're saying. Yes, I it's all good, it. Murray. If people want to listen to, are you, we going to end on that on my huge fucking brain fart? No, we go somewhere else. No, no, we can. Murray, it's a comfortable place that we're sitting in. Yeah. Couches. How do you feel about couches? Oh, I love cou- a good couch, man. Don't get me wrong. We have uh, two couches in our living room, <laughs> and uh, I sit on the left one. Ma- mom, I call her mom because we have a 21 month old baby. And yeah, I have some weird parenting issues apparently. <laughs> uh, and Mary sits on the other one, and we watch like, uh, for instance, the last Breaking Bad episode. But what does that have to do with siphoning? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I love it and encourage that. <laughs> <laughs> she can siphon me anytime Hello. she likes. Hello. That's what we've got. Murray, how do people find you on uh, the internet and things? MurrayValeriano.com. That's uh, Valeriano's V as in Victor, A-L-E-R-I-A-N-O. Uh, when you, or you can just Google Murray Valeriano. That makes sense, right? It sounds like it's spelled. Yeah, a lot of people butcher it, man. I mean, seriously, my... Uh, Subscription to Rolling Stone was made out to Murphy Volcano. <laughs> and it's not, it's not a joke. That has to be your stage name when you have some character that's going to be angry about some shit. I know. Or if I ever go into professional wrestling. Oh. Um, Murphy, Vol- Murphy, Murphy Volcano. Murphy Volcano. Are you ready to see what I'm erupting? <laughs> um, Great porn name. Yeah, Murphy Volcano is a good one. <laughs> we had it. You didn't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we knew exactly what was, but I appreciate the follow through. It's that whole Homer Simpson arms waving behind your sperm thing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or you can Google Murray Valeriano. Uh, it'll ask, do you mean Murky Valerian? And you just say no. <laughs> um, and on Twitter, at Murray V, M U R R A Y. And uh, my podcast, and, you, and it, everything kind of branches out of murrayvalerino.com. Yeah. My podcast is Road Stories. Yes, it is. And it's comedians coming on. We just talk about the crazy. I've had some really great Australian comics on. And uh, I will actually have a lot of listeners in Australia. Yeah. Um, which I'm very excited. I have not been down to Australia, and I'd love to get down We there. have to fix that. Yeah, we have to fix that podcast festival. Yeah. Um, comedy festivals. Hello, yeah. I haven't, yeah, I haven't even looked into comedy festivals. But, um so you can get that roadstories.tv. Yep, um, that'll take you right there, or subscribe on iTunes. It's free. I'm not. Uh, I'm not, and I don't do commercials. Yep. Uh, let Mark Marin fucking sell books. Um, <laughs> and I just joined part of All Things Network. Excellent. Uh, Network. They're great. It's run by Bill Burr and Al Madrigal, yep. and it's a lot of great podcasts on there. And you go to uh, roadstories.tv, and it's there. Subscribe. It's free. Um, I, if you want to give me suggestions of Australian comics that yep. I should get on that are now over here, happy to do it. I uh, I return all my emails. I, 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 try, I try to anyway. Good work. And uh, Yeah, and I, I just try to keep uh, open. For, that's why I don't have a fan page. A lot of people do fan pages. Yeah. It limits your contact to everybody. So, uh, yep. I'm actually on Facebook at Murray Valeriano, so you can hit me up there and uh, you get all the information there see lots of photos of your kid what you had for lunch 
Nope. No photos <laughs> of the kid. I keep it all business. I don't. Good work. I don't really try to put it. Every once in a while I do, I'll post one. Yeah. But, uh, like, I have a lot, a lot of it's listeners. It's not the endless stream of normal yeah, Facebook how, crap. Like, how mortified were you when you, like, when you realized what your parents used to make you do? Now, oh, dude. Now, you're going to fuck. It's up on the internet for the whole world to see. I don't want to put my kid through that. You want mortified, right? What? You want mortified? Yeah, I do. My parents. When I was their only child at that point, I'm the mm-hmm. eldest of four, I think I was maybe 18 months. Mm-hmm. So walking, maybe a bit of crawling and stuff. Uh, in the house that we lived in at the time, it was fairly residential, but we still had a, um, a chicken pen up the back of the yard. My mum said, re- recounts the story to me that one day I went missing. She couldn't find mm-hmm. me in the house. So she went, oh, he must be out in the backyard. It was the style of the time, 70s, sure, sure. man. Yeah, Nothing's yeah. going to happen to a kid right, in his right, backyard. Right, right, right. So she went out looking for me and found that I'd walked from the house, past the trampoline, past the swing set, and got into the chicken pen. And, well, look, that's mucky to start with, right? I'm yeah, yeah, grody. Kid. Yeah, gnarly. I hadn't just stopped at that, though, and it wasn't like I was collecting eggs. Uh-huh. I'd gone to the chicken trough, uh-huh. where they have the water for the chooks. Right, right. That, from my memory, was decidedly green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was never changed, just topped up. Sure, sure. And that, the chickens crapped in it all the time. <laughs> you right. know, they would climb up on the edge of the chicken trough, and if they were the wrong way and they pooped, whatever. Right, right, right. My mum said that she saw me scraping my hands along the bottom of the trough, like in the water, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just sort of lifting up, and there was all sorts of crap yeah, yeah, yeah. on my hands. What would, what would you do as a responsible parent at that point? Uh, I would say Frank. That's my son's name. Yeah. Frank, get your hand out of there. And I'd come get him and I'd wipe his hand off and say, no, no, we don't want to go in there. That's a reasonable response. I'm a good parent. Over there. A wonderful parent. I'm assuming your parents are shitty. Remember, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> my mother, <laughs> 1975, mm-hmm. back into the house to get the camera <laughs> to come back. And take a photo of me in a singlet that was now pretty grotty. A singlet. Awesome. Nappy. And the muck that I had pulled out of the thing around my mouth. Oh, you've been eating it? Wow, nasty. So she didn't stop me. Right, right. She oh, went to adorable. get a we gotta camera. we got to get her camera. Yeah, oh, how cute. So when, when I got, and I saw the photo because she put it in my baby book. She built <laughs> up this course. book yeah, yeah, of yeah. my life. Gave it to me when I left home. Mm-hmm. And the photos conveniently started to trail off once I got to about six because there was brothers and sisters. Right, involved. sure, Take sure, sure. You're not as special as we thought you were. Yeah, yeah. I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, there's this photo early on after the cute baby photos with me and parents and christenings and stuff. Right. Crouching over a water trough that looks nasty <laughs> with shit around my mouth. Oh, that is disgusting. Parents. Now, imagine the whole world being able to see that. Talk like, about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so, where it's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so what's that's happening. that's why I don't post a lot of pictures of my kid on there. At least the benefit nowadays is if your kid is doing that with the chicken trough, 95% of the time it's not racing to the house to get the phone. You've got the phone on your pocket. Oh, good point. Click, now get out of there. So it only gets a couple of handfuls as opposed to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it might just be stop, stop, put that down, yeah, yeah, yeah. click, right, now... Yeah, that's a good You're yeah, not controlling me if you're running back in to get the camera. Oh, no. What is that about? <laughs> this has been the Think Committee. I am Steve Mock. I've had the wonderful opportunity to speak with Murray Valeriano. Check him out. Thank you very we're much. We're live at the LA Podfest. Guys, we're at thinkcommittee.com, Stitcher, iTunes, um, Blackberry, Windows Phone. Uh, I think we're carving it into rock. We're oh. providing this podcast for you as a, a service because you need to know what things are. You have just heard an unpopular podcast. Find more unpopular podcasts at unpopular.com.au.